Welcome to the Venari podcast. My name is Joe Knight. I lead the commercial function within the life sciences and healthcare practice at Venari Partners. Today, as part of our Chief Commercial Officer series, I'm joined by Tiffany Arles, Chief Commercial Officer of Mycobia Pharmaceuticals. Tiffany's experience spans 25 years across biopharma and consulting, and today we're discussing her approach to building teams and planning for commercial success. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Joe. So good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. So, Tiffany, perhaps we could start, you could tell us a bit about your experience to date. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So, as you mentioned, I have over uh, 25 years in commercialization in biopharmaceuticals, uh, working for startup, small, and mid-sized companies. Um, I worked across um, multiple therapeutic areas with a variety of biopharma companies, um, including uh, Cornerstone Therapeutics, which is now Chiesa USA, uh, Stallergen's Greer, and Cello Health Advantage, which is now Lumity. And as you mentioned, I am currently the Chief Commercial Officer for Mycobia Pharmaceuticals, a women's health company. So tell us about how you became a Chief Commercial Officer. What are the key attributes that you took from earlier roles in your career that helped inform the role that you're in now? So uh, my experience has um, been grounded in marketing, market research, data, strategy, uh, of course, launch. Uh, and then, you know, uh, in roles supporting and in market access and sales and um, really have always um, wanted to evolve into really looking at the entire commercial organization and be able to uh, build or grow a, a commercial team. And so um, I've had the pleasure now for over four years in my current role as chief commercial officer um, to, to do just that. But I think, you know, um, just having a good foundation and having um, experience and even if it's not a hundred percent your role at the time, but having experience and exposure to all areas of commercialization um, really helps you um, be successful in a, a chief commercial role. Um, I don't think anyone can say that they come to this role with a hundred percent subject matter expert in all areas of commercialization. We all have our strengths. Um, mine, mine happens to be in marketing and strategy, of course. Um, but I think we all, when we come into the role, we then learn and we build our teams, of course, to complement uh, our strengths. And so um, I think that's a, a big learning. And I think, you know, what companies are looking for in, in, in chief commercial officers, um, particularly as I think about startups and small pharma, is that they want strategists and they want a tactician both, right? And so you have to be very, very flexible. Um, and you do have to have broad and, and diverse experience in commercialization, as I said. Um, and then lastly, be willing as a commercial leader to roll up your sleeves and work side by side with your team to get the job done. So throughout your career, you've been involved in building commercial organizations ahead of launches a number of times now on both the consulting side and within biopharma companies, including established entities like the 100 plus year old Stalagines and then more recently at the startup Mycobia. What are the fundamental lessons that you've taken along the way from those processes? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and definitely you, you do take a lot of lessons uh, and, and use those learnings as you as you move along in your career. Um, I really follow the, the five P's, prior planning prevents poor performance. And I know that's um, somewhat of a given, <laughs> um, but particularly in a startup environment, you don't always have um, the luxury of resources and time. So you really have to be able to prioritize those activities that are going to help um, ensure that you have the most uh, successful launch uh, possible. And so things like developing your contracting strategy, 
um, identifying your key HCP and patient targets, ensuring uh, the differentiation and positioning of your brand among your competitive set, and in developing a commercial strategy that is um, actionable and, and measurable. Um, all those things are, are really important. I think also too, it's, you know, we all learn from each other and I can't say um, how much I rely on my network, um, my mentors, my colleagues, my peers, um, those that have been there and done it before me. Um, and, um, you know, just recently I had the opportunity to reach out to several of uh, individuals, commercial leaders in my network I was getting preparing for a launch in a, in a therapeutic area that I hadn't had previous experience. And the insights that they shared were invaluable. I mean, what to do, what not to do, um, you know, kind of the watch outs. And so I took all of that uh, intelligence from my network and I brought it back to my team. And that really helped us inform our strategy and our thinking. And so I would just encourage everyone to really, um, you know, utilize your network experience. People love to share what they've learned with others. Yeah, indeed. Um, we, we see that a lot here at Bernari Partners. You talked there about getting the culture right uh, for building a commercial organization and preparing a company for launch. What are the key areas to focus on here and what differentiates a company culturally ready for commercialization from one which is not prepared? Um, obviously, we're always looking for the, the candidates that have the, all the qualifications and roles, but that then innate that culture aspect is so important and um, really looking for candidates that demonstrate the core values of the organization um, and in particular are aligned on uh, with the company's mission and vision. Um, and then developing a team that has, um, a, you know, open and transparent communication. They have to be able to not only build those relationships within the commercial organization, but be able to work cross-functionally. And that's so vitally important to be able to have that uh, type of transparent and, and communication. And it just creates a, a good environment as you prepare for launch. I find that companies that, um, that aren't aligned on the mission and vision or um, don't have the same focus, they can struggle um, as they're preparing for launch. It could just be a, a little bit more challenging. And timing is clearly very important as well uh, in building out the commercial organization, getting that right. We spend a lot of time helping companies think about when to build out the commercial organization and uh, the right time to execute that. When do you think that is uh, in a biotech company? Yeah, and no, I think it's a really good question. And so, you know, I think, Depending on the situation, I mean, it, particularly in startups, um, where you're often getting ready to launch a first product, um, I think there's a value of bringing on at least one commercial lead earlier on in the process. So, um, you know, potentially after a company finishes a successful phase two, and they're getting ready to develop the clinical trial designs for phase three, having that commercial perspective can really potentially help strengthen what your label may be and obviously would increase the commercial opportunity for, for your brand. Additionally, I think when you think about the, the remaining of the commercial team, again, depending on the market and depending on the resources, um, you wanna bring in you know, your marketing team, your market access account team, uh, typically within six to nine months prior to your PDUFA date. If we take so, a step back now and think about um, kind of the broader trends in commercialization in biopharma, what do you think we'll see more of in the next year and uh, the next decade? Yeah, no, great question. So I think more companies are going to change how they forecast. Um, and so really using what I call operational or bottoms up forecast at launch versus demand forecast. It gives you a lot more um, insight 
into the resources needed to fully fund your commercial organization um, because you are now right-sizing your sales force to the actual potential of your brand uh, at the beginning. Uh, so I think that's really important. And then also developing um, launches that are very surgical in approach and potentially look at either a phase launch or a soft launch so that you're really maximizing and leveraging your resources um, and be able to adjust appropriately. So as you see uptake, as you see formulary coverage, you can increase your marketing efforts. You can increase the size of your sales force appropriately. So a lot of times instead of being a national launch, you may have more regional focus where you have the best opportunities initially at launch. And then as the, as the brand develops um, and you gain prescribers and as you develop uh, formulary access, then you open up other geographies or other territories. Do you have any advice to a younger version of you or aspiring executives who would like to end up being a chief commercial officer one day? Yeah, I again, I, I would say um, take every experience given to you. And, um, you know, a lot of times I would take on additional responsibilities or roles um, like corporate strategic uh, initiatives because I wanted to have that experience. And, and a lot of times that was broadening my knowledge base because I got exposure to other areas of the business. Um, and so I would just say, you know, when those experiences um, are available, you know, latch on to them because that will really help you. And then, as I said before, you know, you work with your mentors uh, and your network. Um, those individuals can also help you and, and ask them, you know, where are areas where they would say you could go to get additional experience or knowledge. And so um, those are all things that I think are, are really valuable. Thanks so much for joining the Venari podcast. Great to have you on our Chief Commercial Officer series. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.